Look out to the midnight sky. All Hallows' Eve draws near. Pull the curtains closed as we descend into fear. Gather around my bubbling brew for visions of a haunting sea. There's toil and trouble during Koala Talks Halloween. Welcome back, mortals. This is Koala Talks Halloween, where we discuss all things Halloween. I am Mrs. K. And I am Mr. K. <laughs> Send us your Halloween stories before I suck your blood. Our movie recommendations at koalatalkspodcast at gmail.com. Just like the Animal KOA LA Talks podcast. We'll have a Christmas version on a separate feed coming in November. After that season ends in December, we will be picking up a Supernatural episode by episode podcast sometime in January 2024. But we will be watching horror or Halloween Jason movies all year that will be posted here until we pick up the new season every August. So what did we watch this week? We watched We Have a Ghost. It is on... We Have a Ghost! <laughs> it is on Netflix. It came out this year, 2023. It is actually based on a short story, Ernest, by Jeff Manaw. Sorry if I'm not... Saying that right, but that was based on 2017 short story. So the movie starts off with a family moving into their new spooky house. There's two boys about the high school age, and the parents are moving in. The younger brother doesn't really get along with dad, and that kind of plays out in the rest of the film. Um, but they soon discover that there's a ghost in the attic. The younger brother, his name is Kevin, he finds the ghost first. The ghost is trying to scare him, but he just laughs it off and starts taking videos of the ghost. Eventually, the rest of the family finds out about him, and then they post videos of the ghost named Ernest because he's wearing a bowling shirt with the name Ernest on him. They call him Ernest. They post the videos all over social media, and Ernest becomes famous. They have things like the Ernest Challenge. I won't go too much into spoilers with that. So Spo- Spoilers on them running into a wall? Well, no, 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 no. I meant the rest of <laughs> that the That was the Ernest the Challenge. The rest of the plot of Which the I get story. what they were going for is how stupid, like... And wildfire challenges can just sweep the internet just because mm-hmm. people just, I don't know, just, just a tendency for humans that you want to be a part of something that's like a wave that's going on. Like, oh, everybody's doing this challenge, so let's do it. But mm-hmm. that challenge was, uh, I don't know, yeah, just them running into a wall. Into the wall! Um, I will say another part of the plot was that there was that CIA type character. Do you remember what it was? Ghost. What are you asking? The name of the program that Wizard Clip. Wizard Clip, which what that makes no sense to me. Sure. I guess I'd start off this with my favorite type of monster horror. Anything like that type movies are like 80s pre-cell phone era movies. Like there's no cell phones in the movie. They mm-hmm. can't call anybody. They can't record anything. 
But every once in a while, I do like when they bring movies into the modern era where yes. just like this. Yes. It's a nice refresher. We always know that usually they don't get them right until after the era is done. Right. Mm-hmm. So like in 20 years, they'll probably get this era right on the right, movies right. after they had, t- had, t- had time to, to simmer. Um, But I do like seeing, I don't know, just for fun. Uh, you know, having them bring it into social media and mm-hmm. cell phones and stuff like that. But then you have stupid stuff like the young girl character having her cell phone number is 222-poop. I yeah, mean, that, that was the, her whole character. I'm sorry to say, but I just don't like how her character was written. I didn't like the romance either. Right. It felt so forced. I want to go down like a rabbit hole for a second. Just, okay. so just go with me and then we'll come back to the movie. Okay. So Tig Notaro plays the CIA character. Yes. And the CIA. Well. So she used to. So I just kind of want to go back like a history of how I know her. She used to have a podcast with Kyle Dunnigan and David Hunsberger. And it was called Professor Blastoff. And I, I, I listened to this for years and I loved that show. It had topics that ranged from like scientific, philosophical, metaphysical, humanitarian, and the whole like stick of the of it was they were down in this hatch that used to be Professor Blastoff and he went off into space but then got lost. But now he sends signals back to the basement to for like what the topic they're gonna talk about. And then they always okay. have like people come on the podcast that are um uh in the field of whatever the topic is mm-hmm. or whatever. But the the funny part of it is is you know if they had somebody that was um I don't know, was a had a major in something or they were a PhD in something. Um but these were just three comedians <laughs> that were goofing around. Mm-hmm. Other than one of them kind of took a little bit seriously. And I think um that was David Hunsberger, who who does have a podcast that still does that kind of stuff, but it's not it's not as funny. That's called Space Cave. And he just gets people on. He talks about these like metaphysical topics and stuff, and I still listen to that. But um. Oh man, where was it? <laughs> so Professor Blastoff, because you had to have like Kyle Dunnigan, and he still does this, but he would do like different voices and stuff on there, and then he he still does it on YouTube and got big after this by doing like voices of Trump and other stuff, mm-hmm. and then like Joe Rogan played it on his podcast. But I remember at the time of watching Professor Blastoff, it was like a huge deal. Like Tignataro got like really really sick. That, and she, she like missed cancer? a lot of the I'm, I'm not, I don't remember exactly the story or okay. or what what she had. I, but I, I remember her leaving uh the show it? for for a while or she wasn't on it. Uh-huh. So then I think they had stopped doing it. Um I don't I don't remember why, but I went back cuz I wanted to rewatch those episodes like years later and they had put it behind a paywall. Oh. So I don't think I ever got to listen to all of Professor Blastoff, or I don't even know where you can uh, listen to it anymore. But that's my uh, Tig Notar. I, I don't know why, but that was like the first time I had, I I always identify her with that. I know she's she has her comedy career and mm-hmm. she has these um uh stand up shows or stand up um what do you call them? They put on they put on uh stand up comedy show right. Cause that's how 
I think I was introduced to her because you right. showed me that. I'm pretty sure she said she had cancer, some 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 form of sickness, and she worked it into her act pretty well. Um, but bring it back to we have a ghost. Did you want to talk oh, about yeah, her I character? Oh yeah, forgot about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back to the movie that I did watch over three <laughs> sessions. It's actually really four sessions. This movie needed to be an hour and a half. It's like two hours and seven minutes. It's a little too long, yes. Now that I'm counting. Um, yes, there was wizard clip. We have a Terminator 80-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> There's no payoff to a CIA plot. Just giving you guys a little yes, yes. a little overall of a of a you know of a thing. You have I understand there has to be some sort of plot, but I think they took two different stories. And meshed right. them together. Either stick with the old man yeah. murderer or stick with the CIA, but give them mm-hmm. a better name than Wizard Clip. Well, what, what was the CIA going to do with them? We don't even they get the, we don't get the payoff to be like, oh, that would have been my mission is to find and capture the ghost. Right, but that That's was that it. was their entire mission, right? Yeah. And and you know the start of the movie is the young kid. You know, he's. An angsty teenager stays in the car because he doesn't want to go in. His, you know, his mom and dad and the older brother are in there looking at the house, mm-hmm. trying to feel it out. And dad comes out and he's listening to this. I think it was 60s music. It would have been 60s or 80s, but something more 60s to me. I didn't look up exactly what I, song yeah, it was. I don't know. And the whole thing was he's this, you know, artsy, mu- musically uh, geared teenager. Which translates at the very beginning of him going up and then kind of singing a little bit, meeting Ernest, the ghost. And then the second time he plays his guitar and sings him a little song. And then that entire thing is thrown away. Like the, the even that genre of music, that should have came back up in the mm-hmm. climax mm-hmm. of the movie later on. We didn't even care. Like that's a good point. He didn't he didn't even have to uh play the music to communicate with Ernest or anything. It was just like the music was a catalyst, but then it didn't matter at all. So I was reading the short story real quick before our recording, and it does mention songs like that. So I think they were trying to reference the short story. Right. I just didn't feel like it went all the way through the movie. Right. Now, maybe, maybe I don't remember the music and the car chasing. Maybe that, I'm. I assume it probably had, um, I don't think some kind of thread going on in there. Mm-hmm. So we already discussed things that we didn't quite like with the movie. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? I just have more that I don't like. Okay. Um. I think it's just kind of like the other one where I did I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think I just really like dogging on um, these kinds of movies. Just for but I, but I have fun doing it though. Just for our listeners, you're when you said you like it, just like the other one. Are you referring to Thirteen Ghosts? Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm referring to Thirteen Ghosts, where like technically not the best. I would say this technically is better the movie than Thirteen Ghosts. I like the storyline better. It's easier to follow. It has a better. Um, thread going all through it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, I guess if you want me to get off of all my the bad stuff, uh, David. Oh, you can if you have more, keep going. The best thing of the entire movie is during when there's actually serious parts. I thought David Harbor or Harbor, yes. however you say, his yes. giant forehead. But he has like a vein coming down. But he used it like really well, and his eyebrows are huge. But he's like, I mean, he. He, he must have sat in front of him. I'm out. He must have been like a stage actor or something. I never, I didn't look him up. But to be able to convey that with just your face is pretty good, especially yes. when you're using almost the exact same expression with like the eyebrows scrunched. But he does it so but well. He, but he almost changed his eyebrows scrunched with a giant vein just enough where you're like, okay, this is what, this is what Ernest the Ghost is feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought he did a really good job. And then the young, uh, angsty teenager i thought he was really good he was really good yes I, I thought his acting was really good yes. i believed him as a character i believed what he felt about it except for the romantic storyline i did oh, not sure. believe that but yeah, everything yeah. else yes i agree with you um i want to say too i loved that the only thing that ernest says is june bug referring to his daughter and then when you see her at the end of the film the only thing that she says is hi daddy i love that those are the only words that they both say because it just has so much meaningful emo like it bring it brought all the emotions to me yeah. when i'm watching this the first time i watched this i cried with the little flashbacks the little girl there's there's nothing that needs to be said it just mm -hmm. it just making me so happy to see that well so to cut that down really quick <laughs> into pieces right after they learned his name is randall or Randy or whatever. Yeah. Because he was, spoilers, killed by an 80-year-old guy. Well, he wasn't 80 when he was there, but his brother-in-law? Yes, brother-in-law. His brother-in-law. He's killed by his brother-in-law. But yet the family still well, refers, hang on, okay. but the family still refers to him as Ernest. So think about it. They dead named a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, imagine if... Somebody in your family was killed by Jeffrey Dahmer, and people called him Dahmer. Oh my! And gosh. then after they learned his real, like and that. then after they oh. learned his real name, they kept referring to him as Dahmer. Oh. You'd be like, "Why would you refer to him as the yeah. killer? How crazy is it? Yeah. It's the bowling shirt of the guy who killed him. Yeah, it is. His name isn't Ernest. Yes, that is a good point." Not to mention the Terminator 80-year-old. So the, the killer, we find out. I know we're jumping all around this movie. That's just how we do reviews, I guess. <laughs> this guy is 80 years old. He's having a hard time walking. You have a, a young kid, the older brother, who's big into fitness. He should be able to overpower yeah. this 80-year-old, no problem. Now, I understand there's an aspect of like a gun. So it's like, if somebody's wielding a gun, you're not really thinking straight. Right. So I, I do understand that he's, you're not going to just go willy-nilly and go after an eight-year-old, anybody that has a gun. But still, you're, they got into a physical confrontation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know you were trying to keep it all uh, to the good stuff, and I can't help it. No, it's okay. And, and it's the okay. funny thing is, is I always talk bad about the movie, and you talk good. But then at the rating, I always like it more than you. Because I, right? I think I like <laughs> crapping on it, and that makes it fun for me. But then you were like, well, I like this stuff about the movie, but it's a one out of ten. 
I'm a harsh critic. Another thing that I liked about this movie was towards the end of the film, the father tries to take ownership of his past mistakes with his son and acknowledges all the good things that his son has done. I thought that, I know it was a small part of the movie, but it kind of, it got closure to some of the earlier plots from the very beginning. Sure, but the closure is in such a weird, is in a weird space because you have to think about it. What what did the movie teach us? That men will kill people for children. Yes. So Ernest kills and his brother-in-law's daughter for men, his wife. Yes. Right? Because the, she didn't have children. The father of the main character kills the killer or the old, the 80, he kills the 80-year-old Terminator to save his son. So it means men, whether good or bad, will kill people, <laughs> other men, for their kid. That's what I learned. I mean, I don't think there's anything to learn necessarily about this movie. I think it's just something that you Wait, watch did, and enjoy. They didn't have to make him kill the guy. You could say it's a consequence. He was just pushing him. But there's such a weird thing is there's no consequences in this movie. They go through a huge chase scene with Ernest through city streets destroy everything and i understand it's supposed to be a comedy so you're not supposed to take it seriously but they they make like millions of dollars in damage with right. a with an orange or whatever dodge charger or i think it was a dodge charger and then does the local police really care about that or the cia no they only care about this dude mm-hmm. who's not really Name is not really Ernest. Randy. And then, I don't know. I just feels like some of that didn't even matter. Just didn't matter. Right. Ernest I, getting caught didn't matter. I really think the whole, so, some of the parts that doesn't make sense is because it's from the short story. So from the, mm -hmm. from the you short. You think they expanded on it? They didn't. They added more things to the movie, of course. There wasn't the teenage love interest. Um, the boys were actually switched. So Kevin was the older one in the short story and they have this little part on Jimmy Kimmel. So what happens in the short story, the family moves into the house, they find Ernest, they do the whole social media thing and the ghost and Kevin go out into the real world. They sell that. Ernest kill or excuse me, Ernest kidnaps Kevin, but that's not true. They're just trying to figure out what happened to Ernest. How did he die? So in the short story, they say that um once they get captured and go on to the Jimmy Kimmel show, Kevin is trying to say, Hey, I'm gonna tell my own story about this. This is what happened to Ernest. Can we can we get his his real story out? And I think that's why there's so much confusion in the movie because they're trying to add to that plot with so many different other plots and it all just got kind of gets twisted. In the short story, it's actually Ernest's uncle that kills him. But, they, really. but they don't say, they don't really go into detail about that at all. I don't know. I think the more I think about it, the more I dislike the movie. 
Now that I'm like really sitting there. Well, I did like. I think there's like a, it, it's an enjoyable just sitting there and watching. But yeah. if you have to sit and really analyze it, and then if I'm really analyzing, it took me four times to finish it, which some of that you know maybe I could have finished it. But if you really like a movie, you're gonna if you have time, you're gonna finish it. Well, the first time I watched this, I got it all done in one sitting. I really enjoyed this. It's not a bad movie. And there's some like parts that I do like. Mm-hmm. I, I oh I forgot the uh one actually one of the things I really liked was the movie's not not taking itself seriously. You have this it doesn't really seem like there's gonna be any real weird ghost stuff, but then the psychic comes into the house. Yes. And then they kind of let yes. Ernest go crazy. And you, you know where they stole that from was Beetlejuice. Which, oh, I thought they so, were referencing the Jimmy Kimmel. No, because all him de- deforming his face and everything. No, yep. Because mm-hmm. if you really take apart a bunch of the movie, they're tropes or they just steal from other movies. Yes. And like this, this scene is from this movie. This scene is from that movie. Mm-hmm. And the Beetlejuice scene is what I'm going to call it is when the psychic's there with Ernest. Right. What Randall, I shouldn't have name him, was the ghost, was really good. Yes. Which is funny because I actually don't like Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, But that was fun because you were like, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen next or what he's going to transform into mm-hmm. or do you, but they actually like let him go all out. They didn't hold back. Yes. I like that too. And you know. When I say all out is in like extremely deformed face and make it look gross mm-hmm. and not just PG. He opens his mouth wide and stick his tongue out or something. Mm-hmm. So taking it all together, what we don't like, what we do like, what would you rate this movie out of pumpkins? This is a pumpkin movie. I would say so. Cause it's not really supposed to be a horror. I know it's supposed to be a comedy horror, but. I would say it's more pumpkins than skeletons. See, the problem is. So we're not raising it based on scariness. We're based on overall plot and how much it reminds you of Halloween. Yeah, I get it. I. There's parts that I liked, but I did not enjoy sitting and watching the whole movie. Okay. There was a lot of to actually dislike. And there's scenes that I. So this is a background movie for me. Okay. I would I would put it on while I'm decorating. I'd put it on while you're just doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like to do, like you're for holiday type things. But this is like a background background movie. Okay. Where it wouldn't be there's some like good ones you'd have on the background, but you kind of still want to hear it. This is I don't want to see it background interesting <laughs> which i guess i'm gonna be harsher on this one and maybe because we're recording later at night so now i'm gonna be harsher because <laughs> I, re- I did like david harbour i liked the young kid there's like Love there's david. scenes that i liked but there's just there's some characters that like they didn't do anything with there's no payoff for tignataro there's no payoff for the mother yeah. so there's scenes in there where i'm like well this scene is actually not even relevant to any of the, anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i i don't even know why i'm seeing it 
And it's not even just like, okay, well, this is a contained thing that is not good for the whole movie. But it's like a fun thing or it's funny. Yeah. So there's, it's not funny. It's not scary. It's not, doesn't evoke anything in me. There's just, it's just there. And there's a, a many of these scenes, which probably equal to at least a half hour. It should have been an hour and a half. Yes. And so I'm hitting it really hard because of that. It should have been a quick, I'm in and out, Netflix movie, hour and 29 minutes and 30 seconds. But it's like two, over two hours. So I'm going to give it four pumpkins really? out of ten. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to say I agree with you on some points, but you are way too harsh on this film. So. No way. Not compared to other movies. Jeez. I do agree with you. It should be an hour and a half. If they get rid of the whole wizard clip plot it's okay to have the police chase scene and and then maybe just like local police catch them get rid of the neighbor girl i do not care about the romance make it more about the brothers Mm -hmm. the brothers get along you can still have the reconnection with their dad i like that that way you can we can focus on the stuff that really matters and then end the film with either Randy, I think his name was. I don't want to detonate him. Him, Randy reconnecting with his daughter, or the Kevin, both whatever. But don't end it on the attic scene at the end. That was that was dumb. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with you. It's not a background background movie. I would say it's a background movie. I still want to listen to. I would watch it once probably. What if I give you one more point and see if I can deduct, deduct one? How about this? What? <laughs> if you're the CIA wizard clip team and you've never captured a ghost, but you're trying to get your first one, how would you create devices to be able to contain exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Minus one pumpkins for that one on your, on your score, huh? On my score? <laughs> I, I said, I'm, I'm going to try and get you to minus one more on it. Nah. The thing is, I don't dislike it. Nah. I, I guess I do. I don't, I don't know. Because if you... If I usually don't rate things hard, but this clip and like I'm suggesting that doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm going to say seven out of 10. I no way. Yes. Compared to what so, other, would you give 13 ghosts? I can't remember. That's all the skeletons though. Okay. Different rating system. But I, seven. so seven out of 10, because I love David Harbour in this love, love, love. I love his acting. I do not get the Halloween necessarily vibes from mm-hmm. it just because it came out in February. I think it was of this year. It's not really supposed to be a Halloween movie. They don't mention anything about Halloween. So not so much on the Halloween. And then there's the little too much of a plot going on. Several plots going on that don't always resolve very well. But overall, I still enjoy this movie. 7 out of 10. So I feel like a 7 out of 10 means every year there's a really good possibility I will put on this movie. I'm going to watch it. For September, October. For us, you know, we do a lot more Halloween. Yeah. August, whatever. And their average family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So you'd watch this again next year or or even watch it again in August or October? As a background movie. I'm not gonna. So this is one where I'm gonna this watch a, it 
first and pay attention to it, and then I might watch it again. But so just a seven in the out of ten background movie. Yeah. Okay. That's insane. I like this one. I think I did too. It so might I, be because I, I like Stranger Things, so I like David. Mm-hmm. That could be a confounding factor. I've never seen Stranger Things. I mean, I've we seen like half of the first Stranger Things. I've seen like half of the first season. I don't remember him. Been running up the hill. Was he the cop? Yes, Hopper. Okay, I, I like nobody so, looks like in there. I remember, okay, but I don't really know his character. Get past to me, I didn't really fall in love with Hopper until maybe like season two or three. I mean, he's good in season one. But just bear with it. Yeah. Because there's so many good things about season four. Right. Which I would love to talk about with you on an, a later podcast. Yeah. I I have to do one more. I don't know why. I just feel this feeling <laughs> okay. about this. As in normally it's for like the fun factor for me. And there is fun stuff in here. There I is. think some of it falls a little flat for me. And normally I really like that. And I think I just figured out why it is. I think if it was actually technically a worse movie, I would have liked it more because it would have been more campy and dumb. Like because, 13 Ghosts? But because... Because they... I feel like because it's better than like 13 Ghosts, technically, that I'm rating it harsher. I think that's why you and if I that have makes different... any sense. Yes, it does. As in, it's like, okay, these guys have... There were better writers. There were better everything. So when the things that they really fail on, it seems like they really tried to make this joke work or they really tried to get this, um, you know, this from the trope from this other movie. Then when it falls flat or they run it, the run, uh, uh, run time too long, uh-huh. it really hurts the movie. I feel like most of the audience agrees with you, according to Wikipedia. Most people gave it a 42%. That that sounds and that's right. right on par with okay. what you're saying. That sounds right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's smart people out there. <laughs> Join the hive mind. <laughs> okay, I think Mr. K is ready to sleep tonight. Right. It's like a drunk Dracula. <laughs> if I am drunk, <laughs> but I am the Dracula. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next time on another episode of Koala Talks. Halloween. You think you're safe, sun rising in orange abstract. But beware, monsters always come back. our best one.